Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. All right, this we are talking about God's Word, the foundation, the master key to life. And uh, if you missed last week's message, you can catch up online. Um, but let's look at it from another angle this today. Amen. And I pray... Wherever you may be, if you're home, gather the family, even if you're in PJs. It's, it's church time. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. Let's turn our Bibles to Acts 19.20. Acts 19.20. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Acts 19, verse 20. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Actually, thank you, Lord. Let's welcome also those that watch online and on TV and listen on the radio. And this message is very important. One, one, one day, someone walked in here, and he was going through a rough season. And, and, um, but he said, Pastor, he came in here very early before the service started. And he said, Pastor, thank you so much for your message that, that, that you were talking about, the power of our words, the power in our words that we speak. It really helped me through that season. And then he said, this is an offering, just give it to God, brought his offering and all that. But the, the point is, this message is very important. And if you are listening on the radio, watching on TV, I pray, may your life be transformed. One time somebody reached out, he was listening in prison. So, so wherever you may be, you are much a part of us. And I pray that by the entrance of the word of God, may your life be transformed. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Acts 19.20 says, So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. There is power in the word and any situation you are facing. This verse happened in the city of Ephesus. They, they, there was a very, I, I mean, there was a lot of idolatry going on in the city. But in that same city, the word of God prevailed. And this morning I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that no matter what you are facing, the word of God will prevail in your life. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Wherever you are in life, God's word can move you from that position to another level or where you are supposed to be. And the more that we see in the word of God, the more that we can, we can benefit from and, and appropriate what we see. Turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 119, verse 18. Psalm 119, verse 18. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. The law talks about, talk, is talking about the word of God. And, and you see... That there are three levels that the word of God moves us when we receive it. And you are at, at, at one position in life. You are at one station in life. And as God opens your eyes to what is available to you in the word of God, you keep moving forward. The word of God is supposed to move us. And by the entrance of the word of God this morning, I pray may your light be moved in the name of Jesus. 
He said that open my eyes. That is the prayer that the psalmist was, pray, was praying. And you can pray. And I pray this for you as well. That may God open your eyes that you may see wondrous things from the law. From the word of God. Because ultimately, as far as you see in the word of God is what you are going to benefit and appropriate. Not go with me to Genesis chapter 13. Genesis 13 verse 14 genesis 13 verse 14 and the lord said to abram after lord has separated from him lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward southward eastward and westward for all the land which you see i give to you and your descendants forever all the land that you see the word of god contains our inheritance and whatever we see is what we we appropriate but the word of god moves us to three levels three levels when we receive it one the perception level the perception what is now with the eyes of reality it meets you right where you are I don't know the circumstances of your life, but at a certain station or a certain point in life. Notice he told Abraham, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are. So when the word of God comes to us, it locates us and that is the perception of our reality where we are. That is the first level. He says, look, you have to start from where you are. Then secondly, it moves us to the probability level. The probability level. By now, you begin to see what is probable with the eye of discernment. What your life can be. What is probable with the eyes of discernment. The second level is the probability level. Three. The third level, which is very important, is the possibility level. At this point, you are seen with the eye. What can be seen? You are seen with the eye of vision. That if I can let God's word have its way in my life, this is potentially what I can become. And what my life can, be, can, can become. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that this morning as the word of God comes to you, may you begin to see, oh my Lord and my God, don't see and look at where you are, but start from there and begin to see. As far as your eyes can see, he will give it to you. And begin to pray and say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things out of your law. Whatever is in the way that I'm yet to see, whatever is in the way that I'm yet to appropriate, open my eyes that I may see. The word of God is the master key to life. Everything that we need is in the word of God. The word of God is the permanent custodian of our glorious destiny. So it doesn't matter. I like God. I love him. I like how he can take somebody and make somebody and nobody and make a somebody out of them. Regardless of what they are in between. 
Now, last week, we were talking about the centurion, and one of the things he said to Jesus was, speak the word only. So there are four things that happen when we speak God's word. You see, you cannot have anything you cannot speak. Let me repeat that again. You cannot have anything you cannot speak or you are not willing to speak. If you, do, if, you, if you don't believe it to speak it, you cannot see it. If you don't believe it to speak it, you cannot see it. Notice this. He says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. He says, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what it is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. We have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. We believe and therefore we speak. If you believe it, you are going to speak it. And when you speak it, it's going to come to pass. What happens when we speak God's word? Why must we speak God's word? One, it gives God what to confirm. It gives God what to confirm. Isaiah 44 verse 26. Isaiah 44, thank you Lord Jesus. Isaiah 44 verse 26. He says, who confirms the word of his servant and performs the counsel of his messengers? What does he confirm? The words of his servant. The words of his servant. Thank you. <laughs> when you speak in line with the word of God, when you speak, it gives God something to work with. We also believe and therefore we speak. He confirms what we speak. He's looking for words. And so many times the temptation is we are tempted to speak what we see. We'll get to that later. Let me not jump ahead. Two, <laughs> what happens when we speak what God's word, it is what enters God's ears that he does. One, he confirms what we speak. Two, it is what enters his ears that he does. Notice this in Numbers chapter 14. Thank you, Lord. Numbers 14, verse 26. It says, and the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, say, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me. Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, just as you have, you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in this wilderness. 
all of you who were numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above. 28. Just as you have spoken in my hearing, that's what I'm going to do. They kept complaining and complaining and they said, you brought us here to kill us, to let us die in the wilderness. God said, that's exactly what's going to happen. So we have to be very cautious when we are complaining and remembering. That's what's showing up in our lives. Oh my Lord and my God. Sometimes it's interesting. I hear this sometimes. Someone will say, when I was in the world, I was better off. It seems when I became a Christian, things have gotten um, difficult. And you can hear the comp complaining and the memory. D don't ever say that. There's no way you are doing well when you are under the dominion of the whole enemy. <laughs> we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, where these people, children of Israel, were in hard bondage. They were crying, the Lord come and de deliver us. And God heard their cry. And when they came out, of Egypt, they were now saying that they were doing better in Egypt. If you were doing better in Egypt, why were you complaining that you wanted to come out? It doesn't add up. So, you see, these people kept complaining and complaining. He says, when we speak, it is what enters God's ears. That's what he does. So, what do you want God to do for you? Just switch that in the positive direction and begin to declare in the ears of God what you want him to do for you. Concerning your life, concerning your family, concerning every aspect of your life, begin to let God hear what you want to come to pass. That's why prayer is so important. Because there other aspects of prayer, but one aspect of it, when you are really asking God for something, what he hears is what he does. So the question this morning is, what are you, what is God hearing from you? Does he hear complaining and murmuring all the time? I pray in the name of Jesus, when God hears your voice, may he just say, what do you want? May he say, oh, it's so good to hear from you today. It's so good to hear your voice. May, may it be a pleasure to, for God to hear from you in the name of Jesus. I said, may it be a pleasure for God to hear from you in the name of Jesus. I said, may it be a pleasure for God to hear from you in the name of Jesus. And as he hears from you, may he undertake on your behalf in the name of Jesus. May he do a miracle in your life in the name of Jesus. May he do the impossible in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. Three, what happens when we speak the word of God? We are looking at God's word, the master key to life. It forces our enemies to surrender. It forces our enemies to surrender. Notice Psalm 18, verse 44. Psalm 18, verse 44. He says, as soon as they hear of me, they obey me the foreigners submit to me and let me read it from the king james i like how he puts it in the king james he says as soon as they hear of me they shall obey me the strangers shall submit themselves unto me 
the strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their closed places. They hear of me, the strangers submit. It forces our enemies to surrender. Now sometimes, for instance, when you are parting with somebody, you say, oh, don't be a stranger, let me, let me hear from you. A stranger is someone, a circumstance in this case, that is unwanted. If someone break, a stranger breaks into your house, I know how the men in this house will react. What are you doing here? This is not your house. It is un, un, unlawful entry. Get out of here. You try to protect your family. He's saying, as soon as they hear of me, they shall obey the strangers, shall submit themselves to me. Whatever is strange in your life, Whatever is in your life that doesn't align with the word of God, what your health, your business, your family, whatever the case might be, it's about time they start hearing from you. And, and speak and say, what are you doing here? Uh, in the natural, we go for what belongs to us. We were talking about this last week, that if there's an inheritance and someone passes away and the inheritance is being shared, everybody wants to make sure they get there. So in the natural, we are very aggressive when it comes to things that belong to us. Let's take that, that same aggressiveness and take it to the spiritual realm. What are you doing here? This is not in line with the word of God. And I, the Bible says that when they hear, they will submit to the pastor. No, no, no. Read, read, it, read it carefully. <laughs> they will submit to the other person. It says, as soon as they hear of me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall submit themselves unto me. Begin to decree and declare and tell those strangers, tell that circumstance that doesn't line up with the word of God, that in the name of Jesus, may you submit to the word of the living God. In the mighty name, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you Lord Jesus. Whether it's sickness. Whatever it is. Speak. Let them hear your voice. For what happens when we speak the word of God. Angels take instructions. By what you say. Because. They are messengers. Angels take instructions. By what you say. Because they are messengers. They are sent. Notice in Psalm 103, verse 20. Psalm 103, verse 20. Notice what the Bible says. He says, bless the Lord, you, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. It says the angels excel in strength. What do they do? His word. The angels take instructions by what you say. And so, we must be cautious what we, what we say. And these angels are all around us. 
The Bible says that the angel of the Lord encamps around us. Notice in Hebrews 1 verse 14. Hebrews 1 14. Notice this. Notice what the Bible says. Thank you Lord Jesus. He says, let's start from 13. Hebrews 1 13. He says, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirit sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So he's talking about ministering spirit. Angels are ministering spirit. What are they sent for? To minister for those who inherit salvation. That's you and I. They are all around us waiting for the word of God to come out of our mouth so they can do it. So, they say, they are around you. They thought it's like when you go to a restaurant, the waiter comes to you and takes your order. They are there to minister for those, for you. Then you give them your order, they get it right, and then they, 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 they bring it out. So imagine these angels are around us, and... We are saying the wrong thing. They'll start asking, what, what, is, what is going on with this person? We have come here to serve him. We have come to minister to him. And all when he gets up in the morning is complaining and memory. We, we don't know what to do with that. My <laughs> oh, Lord and my God. Notice what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes. Notice this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're going to have to, we are going to have to say that right then. He says, do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. Let me read it from the King James. He says, suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin, neither say thou before the angel. The New King James says messenger. That is the same thing. They are sent. That you are saying in Hebrews. Neither say thou before the angel. It was an arrow. Wherefore should God be angry at your voice? Notice this, your voice, and destroy the work of your hands. Don't say it was a mistake. They are standing around. I'm sure you wonder. These people have inherited a great salvation. But every time I hear them speaking, they are speaking what they see. It doesn't change anything. They are he said, don't say it was an error. Don't say it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? Oh, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Reverse that tape and begin to play it in the positive direction. Things will begin to happen. I said things will begin to happen. I said things will begin to happen. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Now let's look at let's look at this in the life of Peter in Luke chapter 5. Thank you Lord Jesus. Luke chapter 5. Notice this. The Bible says from verse 1, so so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, 
which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat so that they began to sink. The multitude were pressing to hear the word of God. Jesus seized two boats by the lake. The fishermen had gone and were washing their nets. Now, Peter was an experienced fisherman. He's worked all night with nothing to show for his efforts. Oh, but they met Jesus. But they met Jesus. I said 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 they met Jesus. That's what makes all the difference. They met the word. The living word. And I pray, I don't know what you may be faced with. I don't know the circumstances of your life. But by the encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, may he turn your life around completely. I said may he turn around your life completely. I said may he turn around your life completely. And what did Jesus do? He spoke the word. And you see, Jesus is concerned about your family. He's concerned about your life. Don't ever say Jesus doesn't care. No, 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 no. He cares more than you can think. So, notice that when Jesus spoke the word, and you see, when the word of God is spoken, it doesn't have to agree with your circumstances, most of the time, it doesn't agree with what you are facing right now. Your perception of what, or what your reality is. He spoke the word. He spoke against COVID. He spoke against their lack. He spoke against their failure. If I've taught all night and then the, the fish come out at night and I haven't caught any nothing, he spoke and was doing the day, but he said, Let's go one more time. You see, it's not enough to just believe the word of God. We must do it. It's so important. We are back there again. Don't just believe the word, do it. That's where the miracles are. Most people, like Peter, most, most people that go to church these days will not have obeyed the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not enough to just go to church. You have to speak in line with the word of God and then obey what God tells you. You can be in church, but if what all that God is hearing from you, or if you're not walking in obedience to the word of God, you will not see the goodness of God. Mary told the people in John chapter 2, I pray this morning, receive the grace to obey the word of God. I said, receive the grace to obey the word of God. 
I said receive the grace to obey the word of God. Amen. These people were, were at a wedding ceremony in John chapter 2 and they ran out of wine. An embarrassing situation. A similar situation that Peter was in. It's embarrassing. It, 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 there is shame staring at you in the face. And then the mother of Jesus goes to Jesus and says, they have no wine. Verse 3. Then Jesus said, what, woman, what, what does your concern have to do with me? <laughs> My hour has not yet come. I mean, they, have, they, have, they have run out of wine. Let them figure it out. That's how we will say it. What does that got to do with me? Then she made a statement. His mother said to the servant, verse 5, John 2, 5, whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. If you are going to see a change through the word of God, if we say we believe the word of God, then we'll have to put it into action. Otherwise, we don't believe it. I'll repeat it again. If we say we believe the word of God, then we have to do it or we don't believe it. If we believe that the word of God can transform the life of others, then we want to share it with them because we know that it will change their lives. If we believe, it's not enough just to believe the word of God, do it. Whatever he tells, says to you, do it. If you sum up all the, 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 the commandments that he gave to the children of Israel, which they couldn't keep, it comes down to what he said to them in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Notice this. Before he gave them the long list. He says, if you are going to walk in the blessing, he says, now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to, caref to observe carefully all his commands, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. That's the summary. Then he goes and he breaks it down into the blessing and the curse. If you want to walk in the blessing, obey the voice of the Lord. It sounds simple, but that's the key. He says he will set you high above. All these blessings will come on you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. I see God overwhelming someone with his blessing as you obey the word of the Lord. I said, I see God overwhelming someone with his blessing. I see God overwhelm someone with his blessing. In the name of Jesus. When they obey the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, they made a big catch, even though it was broad daylight. They, got, they, they, they were overtaken. They were so blessed. I see God overwhelming someone in this season. Their net began to break. The ship started sinking. Their lives were in danger by their obedience. Think about it. God is able, it reminds me of Ephesians 
Let's go there. Sometimes when, I, when we quote it, you miss it. You open your Bible and, and, and see for yourself. Can you believe the word of God? Can you obey the word of God? I see God doing, doing, exceedingly. These are strong words. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. According to the power. Not according to your resources. According to his power. That is at work in us. Oh, my Lord and my God. Overtaking of his blessing. Overwhelmingly, abundantly blessed. If you have the capacity and if you can ask or think, God can top it up. God can top, do more. Amen. We don't serve a small God. We serve a big God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He's able to undertake I don't know the report that you have. I don't know the circumstances of your life. I don't know the situation. Maybe it looks hopeless like in the case of, 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 of Peter. Maybe it looks hopeless like in the case of these people that were at the wedding. Oh, but by the encounter with the Lord Jesus, everything is turning around this morning. I said everything is turning around this morning. I said everything is turning around this morning. He is able who is able? That is, that is talking about his ability. If, if someone tells you in the natural that I can, I can do something for you, you look at their ability. And sometimes you may look at it and say, I don't think this person is going to do He's not going to do anything. He's not able to do it. <laughs> or sometimes you may look at it and say, okay, no, this person, I think he's able to do it. We are talking about Jesus. We are talking about God. The creator of the heavens and the earth. The one who created you. The one who knows the number of hair on your head. They're talking about it on, on, on Wednesday. The one, the one who cares about the bears and the lilies of the field. He said, don't, don't, you don't need to be anxious. I got this. If you are willing to seek me first, can you believe the word? Notice what he says in Philippians 1.6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Philippians 1.6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Confident. That means we are sure. We are not guessing. We are not in the dark here. If he started that good work in you, he will bring it, uh, he will complete it. I see God perfecting everything concerning your life. Amen. I see God completing what he has started. He doesn't start something and leave it in the middle. When he sends his word, he will accomplish. I see the word of God concerning your life fulfilled. I said, I see the word of God concerning your life fulfilled. But notice, he says that he's begun a good work in you. You see, the thing, you see the, 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 how does God work? He works with his word. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, notice this. He says, for this reason, we also thank God without season, 
when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth. The word of God, which also effectively works in you who believed. What works? The word. It says when you receive the word of God, you just didn't take it as letters. You just didn't take it as a word coming from a man or from a pastor. You received it as it is in truth, the word which works. Let's all say that this morning, both here and online. The word which works. The word which works. The word which works. Effectively. Isaiah 55 verse 11, where you see that when God sent his word, it doesn't return to him void. And now here he's saying that the word works. He says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly according to the power that is at work in us. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it. But notice again what he says in Philippians chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Philippians chapter 2. And it's so important for us to realize how God works. If you know how somebody works, how he works, then you can cooperate with him and work with him. And you will see a difference in your life. I see God working in you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said I see God working in you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Now, so he's saying something similar that he said to the Philippians, to the Thessalonians. Notice this, in Philippians chapter 2 verse 12, he says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, as you have always obeyed, I pray that when God is writing a letter to you, may, you, may he say that you always obey. I say, may that be your testimony. Amen. That you always obey. Amen. Not as in my presence only, but not much more in my salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works. It is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. The word works, God works. Because God and his word are one. It is God who works. The word works effectively in you. To get him working for you, start speaking in line with the word of God. He can be in you, but if you don't work with him through his word, nothing gets done. That God the Father says that Jesus is there. That the Holy Spirit indwells you. He indwells us. Angels are around you. All they hear is the negative things coming out of your mouth. What are they going to do with it? Can I trust God's word? When we start meditating on the word of God. You see, you have the, don't, don't ever say you, can, you can't believe. You have the ability to believe. Sometimes you might hear a story or hear something and say, no, this one I don't believe it. Or this one I believe in. 
God works. And we talk about the seed of the word of God. When you plant it in your heart and begin to meditate on it and begin to see yourself in line with the word of God. Let's take, let's take, for instance, a student that's not doing so well. Let's, let me give you a practical example in school. And, and the grades are not so good. You begin, you, you can start with this, we can start from this place. I have, that's how sometimes I pray. I have the mind of Christ. Well, if Jesus is here and he was writing this exam, he was studying this subject. Do you think he would be failing? No. no, 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 no. So I have the mind of Christ. There's a verse in, in Psalm 119. I'm giving you homework to go and look for it. I have more understanding than my teachers. I have more understanding than my teachers. I have the mind of Christ. I will not fail in any subject. When I study, I understand. When I get to the exam room, the Holy Spirit is there with me and he said, he will bring all things to my remembrance. So I remember what I've learned. All of a sudden, you go from a failing student to an A student. By applying, because that's how God works. He works with his word. But so long as you speak contrary to his word, then he has nothing to work with. Every time the word of God comes, it's contrary to our circumstances. We'll continue next week, but let's touch on this a, a little bit. You see, there are four positions of the credibility of God's word. And when it comes to God, when it comes to Jesus, the, the first thing is, does he know what he's talking about? One. Do you think Jesus knows what he's talking about? Yes. He's been around for... <laughs> it's an issue of experience. You can believe the word of a professor or somebody or someone who teaches you. And maybe he even taught you way back in school. But you believe his word. But he's dead and, and gone. But Jesus... Is alive. And he has a lot of experience. And he knows what he's talking about. This is not his first day on the job. <laughs> this is the, counsel, the, the son of God giving you counsel. Then two, when we talk about the word of God, the, can you believe the word of Jesus? Can you believe the word that he spoke to Elisha? Can you believe the word that came to Peter, Paul? The second question you have to ask yourself is, do I, do I really like Jesus? It's an issue of charisma, his personality. This is the son of God speaking. If you are dating somebody and you are getting ready to marry, you, you like your boyfriend. Can I count on his word? Is he trustworthy? I pray in the name of Jesus that this morning may God give you a revelation of, of, of who God is. Amen. May he open your eyes to see wondrous things out of his word. Amen. 
if he can clothe the lilies of the field, feed the birds of the air, like we were talking about, as any bird came to you, I mean, unless you start feeding them, they won't come to you, but have they come to you and begged you for food? No, no, no. Even in the winter or when it's cold or when it's summer, whatever the case, unless you start training them to come to your house and feed them, then they will come and beg you for food. But under normal circumstances, God feeds them. Are you of more value than them? In the mighty name of Jesus, I see God transforming your life. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. Can I trust him? Can I trust him and totally give my life to him? Speaking COVID, that's what you believe. So that's what you speak. You speak. Because of COVID, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. No, 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 no. You, if you are in the kingdom of God, you are on God's side. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may you begin to see God in his greatness. That it will just be natural for you to believe the Lord. If he said it, I believe it. And I'm going to act on it. Every instruction that he gives me, I'm going to do it. He loved me first. He gave his life for me. Now I yield and give my life to him. And it doesn't matter. I, I love Jesus, how he can take someone like Peter. How he can take, look at all these characters in the Bible. Some of them, when I get to heaven, I'll, I'll, I'll have an interview with them. <laughs> I'll talk to them. But God took their life. As they yielded it to the Lord. He says, if you obey me, I will set you high. Not that, that prevailing circumstances notwithstanding, I will set you high. Did he set Peter high above what he was faced with? Did he do a miracle in his life? Has he forgotten how to do those things? No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's a miracle for us. Uh, we call it a miracle. But for God, that's what he does. That is, that, is, that is a normal thing for him to do. May God undertake on your behalf. I said, may God undertake on your behalf. I said, may God undertake on your behalf. You may have shame staring at you in the face. The Bible says that he that believes on him shall not be ashamed. Maybe you have an issue in your family, with your children, whatever the case might be. As you commit it to the Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I see Jesus transforming your life. Amen. Maybe you are watching or listening, watching on TV, listening on the radio, and your life is in chaos, is in shambles. You say, Pastor, I have made a mess of my life. If you, by this encounter with the Lord Jesus this morning, if you will give him an opportunity, he will take your life and do something with it. But you see, you must give him that opportunity. Imagine when Jesus said to Peter, give me your boat. And Peter said, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. What are we talking about Peter today? It sounds like a simple instruction. It's just sometimes the instructions that God gives us are very simple. Would we be talking about Peter today? He said, Jesus 
you don't know what you're talking about, you're a rabbi, you're not a fisherman, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving you any boat today or tomorrow. <laughs> you want a boat? Go look for one. I'm not giving you any boat. <laughs> that would have been the end of that. <laughs> See, that small instruction that you are disregarding, that seems insignificant, that is what will take you to the next level of your life. Receive the grace to obey in the name of Jesus. I said receive the grace to obey in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God. This year, if you will be sold out to God and obey him totally, every door that is closed in your life that is supposed to be open, Jesus said, I, I am the way, the truth, and I have the key. They're talking about the word, and he is the word. When I open, nobody can shut. And when I shut, nobody can open. Any door in your life that is meant to be open, that is closed. In the mighty name of Jesus, as you make Jesus the foundation of your life. And as you apply the word of God, may that door open in the mighty name of Jesus. I said, may that door open in the mighty name of Jesus. I said, may that door open in the name of Jesus. I said, may that door open in the name of Jesus. And by the same token, any door in your life that is open, that is meant to be closed, this morning by the head, the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, may that door be shut and closed forevermore in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The word of God, the master key to life. I see your life transform. Your life will not be, the presence of God is here. Your life will not be the same after today. Amen. If you are willing to work with God through his word, the word which works, God who works, are you willing to give him an opportunity? Or are you just going to keep disregarding his instructions? Solomon, the wise person said, my son, my child, give heed to his instruction. Don't walk in, in, in your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. Lean on the Lord. I see doors opening for someone. I said, I see doors opening for someone. You will come with a wonderful testimony as to what God has done. In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion. As you depend on the Lord, your life will not be the, the same. Can God be trusted? Is he trustworthy? Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. How many of us want God to direct our path? How many of us want, want to be at the right place at the right time? Trust in the Lord. If Peter had depended on his own understanding, on his own experience, would he have seen a miracle? Lean not on your own understanding. 
as you acknowledge him as you seek him first he shall direct your path you will avoid the pitfalls in the name of the lord jesus christ do not be wise in your own eyes fear the lord and depart from evil we serve a good god i love him say i love you lord say i love you lord say i love you lord give him a hug this morning in the name of jesus and say i love you lord <laughs> thank you lord jesus let's pray thank you lord glory be to the name of the lord i've said a lot i said a lot we've talked we've stated a lot but think on the words what is god hearing from you what are the angels hearing from you what is the area of your life where you need understanding? The psalmist of all says, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things out of your law. Maybe you've made some mistakes and you are looking to get back on the right track. The same word that grew mightily and prevailed. Whatever the situation you are facing, the word will prevail. The word will prevail. It's going to be a new beginning for someone. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Glory be to the name of the Lord. If you are beginning, willing to begin a new relationship with the Lord, wherever you may be, maybe someone shared this video with you, you are watching online, or maybe you knew him and for whatever reason you walked away and you are saying, I want to come back to the Lord. In this new year, second month of the year, I want to, start, I want to get this right this year. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Just see God right there in your room, wherever you may be, in your car, across the television screen. Oh, I see a whole family being restored. In the name of Jesus. Whole families, whole families. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Lord. Just repeat after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I believe you died for my sins and you were raised on the third day. Take my life, Lord, and do something with it. Wash me and cleanse me from my sins and make me new. Thank you for accepting me into the family of God. Thank you for saving me. Help me to obey you and to serve you all the days of my life. In the name of Jesus. And if you knew him, but your relationship with him, you've not been consistent in your walk with the Lord, going to church, reading your Bible, praying, fellowshipping with others, giving of your life and of your substance, all these things that you know to do, and you say, I want to come back to the Lord Jesus. I say, Lord Jesus, take me back. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Use the information on your screen and reach out. Let's pray before we go. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 
5535. Find us on Facebook. Be our guest this weekend at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Saturday at 6 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. May the blessings of the Lord be with you.